Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Nope. It's Bobby the Boomer. Bobby the Boomer. Hey, Bobby. Bobby boy. Yes, Grandpa. Go fix it the world. Here's Bobby. This is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you in my non-mobile mobile studio, sitting in the parking lot at the J.O.B. before I head home, trying to do something new in my old saying episode. This is episode two of Old Sayings, and let's start out with the old saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I might have done that in the past episode, but I just want to rehearse that because this old dog does learn new tricks if you got the right treat. The meaning of the saying is that people that are stubborn or don't want to learn something like a dog, old dog, he's just ready, set in their ways, don't want to do it. Yeah. So we're going to keep on with the old sayings for the Bobby Boom Show today. How are you doing? I hope you're well. And I am too. So let's go. Hey, by the way, before we do get it going, if you have not already subscribed to the Bobby the Boom Show, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes or the platform of your choice. And every time a new show comes out, you will be notified and you won't miss one. Not even one. And if I refer to a show and you want to look at it, you can go to iTunes or again, the platform of your choice. Scroll down, look at the title. I'm pretty self-explanatory. I'm sitting in my mobile non-mobile studio because these old sayings I had to write them down and I got to read and it's not good to drive and read or text and drive or be uh, doing other things and I got a show coming up after I'm done with the old sayings called pay attention yeah pay attention cuz <laughs> something happened when I was recording yesterday I had to record all over again here I am doing the whole thing again after I thought I finished and when I unplugged my headphone I found out I put my microphone plug in the sound and the sound in the microphone so uh basically nothing happened i was listening to just i guess uh, as my wife would say uh, you rehearsed your show so it ought to be better this time around when you record it again so here we go new old sayings for the episode two of old sayings on the bobby boom show how about johnny on the spot does that mean johnny was sitting on spot the dog do you remember baby boomers those old dick and jane books see dick run see jane sit see spot spot is jane's dog run spot run something like that but so i kind of got thinking oh johnny on the spot does that mean johnny's sitting on spot the dog dick and jane's dog no it means a person who is at hand whenever needed johnny on the spot whenever you need some help Johnny's there whenever you need something. Johnny on the spot shows up. Do you know Johnny on the spot in your life? I've had a few of those and I've been one of those a time or two. How about living the life of Lee? I was thinking about old retired baby boomers and folks that I know that have some money and they're just enjoying life. And I thought of that saying, living the life of Lee. Does that mean leisure? Well, I know it means enjoying your life. I think Lee is in a biblical sense like the grapevines and you're having wine song and dance i could be wrong and if i am oh no surprise to me and it should be a surprise to you won't be the first time probably won't be the last but living the life of lee is having a easy pleasurable life which makes me think of the saying life is like a bowl of cherries 
Yeah, and that means life is full of pleasure and enjoyment. But that made me think about a show. Remember Baby Bummers? That was a show with Bill Bixby, who played the Hulk, scientist Hulk, Dr. Bannister, and Lou Ferrigno played the Green Hulk after Dr. Bannister got mad. But anyhow, Bill Bixby also did a show called The Courtship of Eddie's Father. And he had a little boy named Eddie. His wife had passed or something, and a friend of his is there kept trying to fix him up with women so he could get married. So Eddie would have a mama, and at the end of the show, Eddie and his father would be walking on the beach or walking around. They would be talking about whatever happened in the episode in the show. And then a saying would come up, and that saying, life is like a bowl of cherries, came up, and Eddie looked at his father, and he said, Dad, and Eddie's father said, Yes, Eddie? And Eddie said, What if I don't like cherries? Well, that's what made me think of that. Anyhow, the other saying, which that saying, you know how when you're on a roll, your brain just goes from one thought to another thought, and they're all kind of connected? Well, like connected dots, connected thoughts. Well, I'm connecting the sayings because I thought life is like a bowl of cherries. How about let's make lemonade out of lemons? If life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Well, that made me instantly think of that show. And I said, well, what if you don't like lemons? Well, if you like sugar, you can have a little lemonade with your sugar. And that would make life sweet. But the official meaning is when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. It's a proverbial phrase used to encourage optimism and a positive can-do attitude in the face of adversity or misfortune. Lemons suggest sourness or difficulty in life. Making lemonade is turning them into something positive or desirable. Can you tell I'm reading? (laughs) Usually I don't like the script, but I wanted to get these as accurate as I could from what I searched. How about this one? Too many cooks spoil the broth. There's also too many cooks spoil the gravy. Too many books. Too many cooks spoil the whatever. (laughs) The food. Commonsensically, or literally, if you got too many cooks and they're all adding something to the broth, to the soup, or to whatever it is you're making, and this one does this one, and this one does that, and they're all doing stuff, and nobody's talking to anybody, there's no plan, well, they'll spoil whatever it is they're making. And that's the same in life. If you're doing a project, working on something, and you got all these little helpers who want to help you, you ever have your kids wanting to help you with something? (laughs) Daddy, I help, and it usually takes you two to three times longer because you got that help. Yeah, well, that's kind of like too many cooks spoiling broth, which on the opposite side of that is when you have too many chiefs and not enough Indians. I know that might be now somewhat of a politically incorrect statement, but when we were growing up, baby boomers, we used that expression and the meaning of it was that you have a lot of bosses and not a lot of workers. You got a lot of people that know what they want to do and they know how to tell everybody else what to do, but you ain't got enough people to get the job done. Here's one from good old Ben Franklin. I had one last show, and I got another one this show. A penny saved is a penny earned. Now, I didn't really understand this one, because I had always thought a penny earned, uh, a penny saved is a penny earned, means if you work for your money, you save it, and you'll have it when you need it. But here's what it means. It means what Ben Franklin meant it to mean is that it is as useful to save money that you have already as it is to earn money. And if the banks were given good interest, so if you earn the money, put it in the bank and save the money, you would earn interest. So a penny saved is a penny earned. So uh, hopefully you will increase your savings. Yeah, and it'd be like earning money because the money will be earning money. 
Yeah, that makes sense now. Here's one. Me and the missus, we went out on vacation and uh, had to see, we spent some time with family. So, you know, when it was time to leave my daughter and my grandkids and my other daughter and all of my wife's family, sisters and relatives and stuff, and... Uh, after a while, I got on a plane, got home, and was like, man, I miss them. I really like being around them. So absence makes the heart grow fonder. Well, that's easy, right? It means you feel more affectionate to those you love when parted from them. Yeah, you miss them more. And I sure miss my kiddos. I miss my son. I miss my daughters. I miss my grandkids. They're so cute. So there's one. How about this one? I'm going to end with this one and a little story to go with it. Just give you an extra chuckle besides an old saying. Because this was a new saying from an old friend. <laughs> but the old saying that I want to talk about is the one that goes like this. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. That is an idiom saying that is used to emphasize that you can make it easy for someone to do something, but you cannot force them to do it. So you can lead a horse to water, bring him right up to it. You can pull the bridle and make his head go down, but you can't make him drink. You can make it easy for a horse to find water when it's thirsty, but you can't make it drink. You can put it in your hand, hold it up to his face, stick his head in the water, but it ain't going to make it make it drink if you don't want to. No, it don't. And that's the same way with people. There's a lot of people you can show them what to do. You can do it for them. You can do half of it for them. You can say, now, follow my instructions or do what I'm doing. And they look at you and go, and they just don't want to do it. You can lead them to it. You can show them, but some just, you can't force them to do it no matter what you do. So let me end with this that made me think this here saying about leading a horse to water but not making them drink. Let me just end with a little funny story that came from thinking about this saying. There was a friend of mine, Steve Kelly. Good old Steve Kelly. He was in my junior high and high school and made friends with him and he was a very creative guy. He was a for sure going to be a filmmaker. He made these little, what do they call them, 8 millimeter films when they had the old movie cameras. He loved Laurel and Hardy and he would play Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy, Steve Kelly and Mark. Mark was the guy who played Ollie, Oliver, and Steve played Stan Laurel. Anyhow, they would make these films of like the old black and white Laurel and Hardy movies, and they would make a situation. Steve would develop a situation, and he would film it of those two guys goofing around. Well, I happen to be kind of athletic and in sports and stuff, and uh, they said, hey, can we use you as like the guy that they're always beating up on and throwing out windows and, and running over with the car and stuff like that? Because you're pretty athletic. You could probably jump over things and into things and onto things, and you probably won't get hurt too much. <laughs> and I said, sure, I'll do that. Anyhow, so we had a lot of fun making those movies and stuff. And how did I come to that long story made longer or short story made longer? Anyhow, so in the yearbook, remember your high school yearbook, baby boomers? When you had people sign things, you know, they would sign stuff. I have a story about that some other time about another good friend of mine. But also you wrote a little poem or you wrote something, you know, something funny or something serious or something, whatever it was. You had a little space that you could write a paragraph or two. And Steve, what he wrote in his yearbook, and Steve if you're out there, try to get in touch with me. I've been trying to get in touch with you. I don't know where you went. I sure would like to touch base and see how you're doing. I hope you're well, and God bless you. So Steve, in his little block, what did he write? He wrote, you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil 
must be led. He was pretty smart like that. He would come up with these little witticisms and stuff. Anyhow, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed the other old sayings and this new saying from an old friend. I hope you do join me for the next episode of episode three of Old Sands, and then once I'm done with that, I think I'll just move along to something new. I'm sure something will come to mind. I'm always watching, looking, listening, and figuring out what's going on in this here world, and things catch my attention, and I'll just talk about it and tell a few stories, tell the lesson that I learned, uh, things that I did or didn't do or shouldn't do or wish I had done, whatever. But I hope you do come back and join me for the very next episode of Bobby the Boomer, the baby boomer's buddy. And until then, I will just say to you goodbye and God bless.